Hey everybody, what's going on, and welcome to the Money Minded Athlete Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Pullins, and I'm very excited for you to get on this show and listen to this episode today. For those of you who want to know what this show is all about, this is for the high school, college, young professional athlete, or the parents and coaches of those athletes, and we're here to educate you on personal finance, on business, entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, advertising, accounting, anything that goes into the business end, anything that goes into the outcome, which is finances and money that you really care about. We're here to talk about that. We're going to be interviewing some amazing guests on this show. And speaking of amazing guests, I have the pleasure of introducing today's guest, Miss Lauren Schwab. And I had the pleasure of meeting this woman officially. I'll, I'll get into the story a little bit during the episode. Officially at a fitness conference uh, about four years ago now. And we ended up growing up in the same area together, which was pretty cool. And first time we met was in California. But Lauren is an incredibly talented and special woman that comes from a great athletic background, played uh, basketball in college. And she is going to be talking about so many different things today. But, you know, a little bit about her, founder and creator of Unplugged Mornings. Lauren is an expert in the health, wellness, fitness, and mind-body space. She has, I mean, done some amazing things. I can't wait for you guys to hear some of the stories that she talks about in this in this episode today. She has opened and sold two fitness studios and works, obviously, as a trainer in the in the group fitness space as well, you know, some very powerful players in the in the California area, Southern California market. She has been featured in USA Today Sports, Marie Claire Magazine, Mind Body Green. She was seen on E Entertainment, ABC, Sci-Fi, and GSN, and she has helped tens of thousands of people help change their lives and impact them across the world. And we're going to talk a little bit more. She was on a, she's been on a few reality TV shows as well. I mean, she's just an amazing, powerful person. Great energy. You're going to hear a lot of that from her today. We're going to talk about, you know, how you really need to get your mindset around money, overcoming obstacles that are going to be happening in your life, just as they're going to happen in sports. You've really got to learn how to overcome them, especially in your business, especially related to your finances. And... And so much more. So I'm really excited for today's episode. Let's get right into it. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Money Minded Athlete Podcast. And I'm extremely excited today to have Miss Lauren Schwab on the show. Welcome, Lauren. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored. Uh, it's such a pleasure. Uh, for those of you who, I'll just kind of give a little brief background. It's it's a pretty funny story. We were just talking about this before we started the started the show was how Lauren and I both went ended up going to the same college uh, we were a few years apart and grew up around the same areas you know our, our schools were in the same conference in high school yet we never met and I ended up running into her at a fitness conference that I was at in California and saw her on and I was like I feel like I've seen her before I know her somewhere heard somebody else talking about her and I stalked her real quick on Facebook to, to make sure that was her. And oh, I was like, what? So I had to go up and introduce myself. And, and so that's how we ended up meeting was years later after after school and in, in, in California, which is pretty <laughs> funny how that works. So really, really glad to have you on, Lauren, and glad we were able to connect years ago in, in California. I know. It's synchronicity or serendipitous, one of those S words for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's so cool. I actually even had a girl that... 
uh, we went to rival high schools and we ended up living together in California. So, and we didn't know each other either. <laughs> and we, we lived 15 minutes apart and then we ended up finding each other in California. So uh, California has a way of bringing people together. That's for sure. It does. <laughs> it's, it's funny. My roommate in, in California for about a year was a guy who um, was from Oklahoma, uh, from Tonkawa. And his mom was really good friends with my mom. And he ended up being the basketball coach at the college that my mom worked at and lived like right up the street from my parents. I was like, well, cool. So we ended up getting connected and ended up living with him for a while. So it's, it's just funny how California is a great connector of people, I suppose. Yes, it definitely is. I love life. I just love how that all comes together full circle down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lauren is extremely talented and is very versatile in, in her in her experiences and in her background. So I, I don't even really know where to start with you, Lauren. I think one <laughs> of the, the, the cool things that m- many people might've seen or they might not have known about was your appearance on catching Kelsey. Is that right? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, the, the quarterback star. Yeah. I, he's the tight end for the Chiefs. Okay. So okay. All, I'm not the football our- guy. So pardon yeah. me. It's all good. Um, yeah, no, uh, most of my Kansas friends and fam were very excited to watch that show, considering most of them. It's like, I feel like if it was any other football player, none of my friends and family would watch, but since he played yeah. for the Chiefs and that's their team, sure. it worked out in my favor. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty funny. So how did, how did how'd you get on that? How did that get started? What was that experience like for you? Um, It was honestly one of the coolest experiences of my life. And, um, you know, when I moved to California, it was definitely not on my bucket list to be on reality shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have kind of just fallen into my lap. I've been on a few now, um, including some game shows. And actually, we can probably get into it because they just um, released the press um, for a new show that's coming out in 2020 that we just wrapped filming on and um jj watt and his Mm -hmm. brothers derek and tj are the hosts of the show and it's a competition show um it'll be on fox and your girl might have done pretty good i'm just saying nice (laughs) but um but yeah the funny thing is definitely didn't plan on doing any shows like that when i came to california i actually was going to do pharmaceutical sales after um, school which would not align with me at all (laughs) now (laughs) but I'm, i'm glad i didn't do that um so actually i as we mentioned i'm from kansas i uh moved out in 2008 or 9 after i graduated from friends where we Mm -hmm. went to the same college but you were a little bit after me um, and I had played sports my whole life because let's be honest, what else else is there to do in Kansas? Honestly, <laughs> there's been nothing else to do but play sports. So when I moved to California, I kind of at the time didn't realize it, but I had completely lost my identity because I wasn't mm. a part of the team anymore. So yes. I kind of felt like, you know, my life was spiraling out of control and I was just didn't know who I was anymore. So sure. I almost moved back to Kansas, but someone invited me to come play on their football uh, team in this football league in Venice. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. And I showed up and like, that was it for me. Game over. It was so much nice. fun. I was like, finally a part of a team again. Um, and so then I was like, oh, well, football is awesome. Let's join a softball league and a volleyball league. And yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like playing every single night of the week and just having a blast. Um, and through that, because yes, I am very competitive. Someone decided to anonymously submit me for this show that was supposedly called The Fierce Competitor, and you were going to compete for $100,000. Um, and it said that Lauren needs somewhere to unleash her inner competitive nature, not on the co-ed softball team. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I was like, okay, super nice. And when the you know production company called, I was like, that's really funny. Can you tell me who it was? And to this day, I don't know. Um, <laughs> my guesses are obviously someone from the team or my ex-boyfriend, like boyfriend at the time, because yeah. I remember getting in some like serious arguments and fights after the after the games. If I ever yeah. like took his opinion on the lineup or something, uh, <laughs> it didn't go how he wanted. I love it. But yeah, that's how it honestly started was once I got on that show, which um, <clears throat> turned out to not be called The Fierce Competitor. It was called Opposite Worlds, and I ended up living in a cave. Yes, you heard that wow. right. A cave for 60 days. Two wow. months of my life in a cave. And from a, like, you know, germaphobe, like, high-maintenance sleeper like I yeah. am, it was kind of hard to sleep in the dirt with without my eye mask and earplugs and Benadryl <laughs> melatonin and, you know, all the things. <laughs> All so the essentials. My, yeah, my life completely changed in there, and not just in in that way, but I learned all the life lessons, and I know that that's exactly where God needed me to be to learn when I needed to learn to be who I am today. Because I learned about true gratitude. You know, mm. I like I thought that I was the most grateful person in the world. You know, every email you get from me is like with gratitude, Lauren. <laughs> but yeah. I I realized that in there, I was like, dang, I'm not grateful to get to brush my teeth every day because I didn't get mm. to brush my teeth for two months. I'm not grateful for all these little tiny things that, you know, you just completely take for granted. And then talking about comparison and just, there was just so many different lessons. So anyways, from that show, um, they actually, the production company from Catching Kelsey had seen me and they're like, you were America's sweetheart and favorite on this show. So we want you to be that on this show. (laughs) So I, you know, I actually told him, I was like, if you don't tell me who this person is, they just said professional athlete. And I'm like, I mean, is it a ping pong player? Like what, yeah. like what kind of professional athlete? Yeah. Um, and I also had just um, started my own business and opened a gym in California. So I'm like, unless this is somebody I'm actually truly attracted to and there's a possibility that things right. will work out, I'm not going to like leave my company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they ended up telling me who it was. And I was like, oh yeah, like the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Like pretty cool. Like, yeah, let's do it. Sign me up. <laughs> That's pretty special. That's such a crazy, crazy turn of events, like how that, how that even came to be just somebody, you know, just think if, if you had gotten along with that person or you didn't have that extra competitive spirit, just one day (laughs) at the softball field, you know, that you may not have got, got nominated to be on those shows and life could have, you know, taken a, a little different spin from what it is now. Yeah, no, it's so true because from that show in the cave, um, one of the, I mean, I'm friends with several of the people, but mm-hmm. two of the girls I'm best friends with, one of them, we went and hiked Kilimanjaro together after that. Wow. Um, we actually just hosted our first retreat together, uh, about a month ago and we've went on some pretty crazy trips and done some pretty awesome stuff together. Uh, another one of the girls, we do tons of fitness, uh, events together and we've stayed so close. So, uh, the people that you meet on these shows and especially catching Kelsey, I mean, now mm-hmm. Um, catching Kelsey, the whole thing about that was they picked one girl to represent each state. And okay. so then I had friends all over the world in New Mexico and Florida and yeah. um, Portland and New York and uh, New Jersey. And it's cool because now I host retreats and a lot of those girls have actually come to my retreat. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I felt like I found lifelong friends. I might not have found the the male love of my life on Catching Kelsey, <laughs> but I did find several female loves of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's he's not far away from you. That's for sure. At the at the pace you're going, you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna bring him in one of these days. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you know the the business you were running in California before 
catching Kelsey. It's it's still going. What um, you know, obviously, it's it's an easy transition to go from you know sports athletic background to the fitness side of things. Kind of how I got you know my start in it as well. What's the uh, what's the business you're running over there, and what really got you you know to that point of 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 that higher level of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I guess we'll we'll start back at the um, the co-ed softball leagues and all that stuff. When I was doing that, I was also writing programs for people and workouts and things like that. So I decided to go get my personal training certification, group fitness certification, mm-hmm. spinning certification, you know, all the certifications. Yeah. And um, from there, I just started doing boot camps on the beach and I started doing privates and semi-privates. And so that was basically what I was doing. And then when you live in California, you have like 20 jobs. So among other <laughs> things, <laughs> um, uh but then I actually met the founders of F45 Training, mm-hmm. which is a gym franchise from Australia, born in Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, they asked me to come on as the project manager for their launch in the U.S. And so that was, I think, in 2013 or 14. Um, and we did the the launch at the U.S. Open of Surf in Huntington Beach. And through that process, I was meeting with a bunch of different athletes. I was flying them to Vegas to check out the gym. We had this competition. It was It was super, super cool. And I was like, you know what? I've always kind of wanted to own my own gym. Maybe I'll just do that. And so I decided from that point that I was going to open my own gym. And I wanted the territory of Venice where I lived, uh, but a couple guys already had it. And so I got Pacific Palisades, which is kind of near Malibu, and they wanted that. So we were like, oh, let's switch or let's do like a two unit and like open them together. So that's what we ended up deciding to do is open the studios together. Uh, So we opened two within about five months. (laughs) and. And I was the only one that was actually in the fitness industry. So the other guys yeah. were more and kind of the business finance side of it. Okay. So I ended up becoming every single role. So yeah, wearing was, all the hats. Yeah, I was kind of like COO, like operations officer, but I also led all the classes and I did the back end accounts receivable, payable, mm-hmm. customer relations. Um, I was just the one there with everybody. And so the personal relationship person. And so when, uh, you know, our definitions of success became very different with me and my business partners and yes. theirs was all about money and mine was all about relationships. And cause I truly believe that if you build the relationship that they'll stay with you forever. So your retention yes. will be super high. And, um, you know, I don't ever want anyone to have buyer's remorse. And I know mm. that my, you know, my partners were always really upset when people would ask me like, Hey, what's, what's the best workout? Is this going to be, what's going to get me the results? And I was like, Hey, the best workout is the workout you're going to do. So if that's at orange theory yeah. or fairies or gold's gym or equinox or wherever, like, where are you going to be happy to go every day? Cause that's where you're going to show up and you'll get results. So it doesn't really matter. It's like, if you love the environment and the people and everything, then you're going to go 100%. there. So so they didn't like that answer. And um, <laughs> and they also didn't like the fact that I would go to like Soul Cycle and do a spin class and then post uh, a picture on my Instagram. And, you know, it's so funny. Yes. I'm, listen, being in the fitness industry for 10 years now out there, all my friends are trainers. So, of course, I'm mm-hmm. going to go them. I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to post it, you know, and here's the thing, like, I'm not really that cool that like, if I post a picture at SoulCycle, like a hundred people are going to go get memberships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Sorry. It's like the reality is that's just not that cool. It's pretty expensive anyways to go there. So anyways, um, yeah, that started to like draw, um, or drive a little rift between the partnership. And then I, I learned of some other things that just were were not in alignment with me. So, um, Mm -hmm. I would say that was probably, 
one of the hardest things I've done besides leaving my family in Kansas. Um, sure. But I decided to sell my ownership back to my partners and get out. Um, because the thing is, when it came down to it, pretty much all our members were my friends or people that I brought in. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't ever want anything to come out in them to think I knew something or had anything to do with the stuff that's going on. Because as soon as I found out, I was out. Um, and so that was, that was very difficult because I remember sleeping at the studio many nights on an air mattress, doing my laundry there, eating there. Uh, and I thought, man, I spent a lot of time building someone else's dream and not my own. And uh, so that was, that was a good lesson there. And truly, I feel like I picked the perfect partners to teach me the lessons I needed to learn to move on and grow. Mm -hmm. So I'm very thankful for that experience. And, um, what did happen though is I lost a lot of money in that process. Um, mm-hmm. Part of it was the fact that as owners, we weren't going to be paying ourselves for like the first year. And I did find out that they had been paying themselves and not me. And um, that's why we had to keep getting more investments. And that's how our uh, shares kept getting diluted. And so, um, yeah, I lost a lot of money and I thought, well, okay, you're going to have to bite the bullet and you're going to have to go get a job job again uh, for at least a year. And so I went to work for Equinox, which was my first uh-huh. like true corporate job. I'd always kind of done my own thing. And even with the right. franchise, I didn't feel like a corporate job. Um, so I went to Equinox uh, for a year as a fitness manager, which again was an incredible experience and just something to add to the toolbox because I ended up managing 55 trainers there and um, was definitely a momager <laughs> to <laughs> To yeah, everyone. Like um, that. yeah. And anywhere from 20 to 65, some of those trainers had been there 30 years, which is just incredible. Um, so I, I got what I needed from that experience. It served a purpose as well. And it also just lit the fuel to the fire of me just like, Hey Lauren, stop building other people's dreams, start building your own. You've been doing this your whole life. Like let's yeah. go. Um, so I quit May 5th of last year, Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, nice. and um, I planned my first event, and then I set up all the events and traveled around for about six months to Dallas and Nashville and Chicago and Portland and Kansas and hosted the first retreat in Big Sur and um, started doing some one-day workshops. Now we're about to do our fifth workshop, our third retreat. We've done about 25 events. And we've done that all in the last year and it's been incredible. And I've got to do what I love and actually make that's money doing what awesome. I love thing that I would truly do for free. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now and out of the gym business and in the people business for good. <laughs> I love it. That's such a, such an incredible story from, from that to, to there, you know, it's, you see, it's easy to see things on social media and not always have the, the real context behind it and to really hear those kinds of stories you know, and, and the struggles behind them too. Like, you know, a lot of times people will see somebody with all the money or all the success, you know, and, and not realize like you just how you slept on an air mattress, you know, how, like how many times did you have to do that? And so many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and who's, who wants to tell that story, right? Who wants to be that kind of vulnerable and, and put themselves out there like that, you know, and to see that kind of story is just, it's real and it's raw and and that's what people you know need more of versus the the glitz and the glam of showing what people want to want to be seen you know and and knowing how not only this industry is but just you know the struggles that real people get to to get to that point in their lives and where they're really starting to grow and see that success 
Yeah, it's so true. And you know, the, the air mattress in the studio was an upgrade because <laughs> <laughs> I had actually just went right before this all started, went through a breakup and it just in between places and I like slept in my car some, but I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful because I obviously had friends where I could go to and it's just your pride sometimes like you don't want to bug people. So you're like, I'm just going to sleep sure. in the car tonight. Like I have a nice car. I'm lucky for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I felt like, man, the air mattress at the studio was an upgrade. And then it's like you create your dream life because I ended up getting an apartment right down the street where I could walk to and from the studio. So it's all good. And it's, you know, one of my friends wrote a book called Elevate to Great. And uh, he's just an incredible human. And he talks about, you know, how transitioning is like horizontal. Like it's like you're not mm. going anywhere. But elevating is taking to the next level. So even when you think that like, hey, when I, you know, sold my ownership at the gym, like I wasn't transitioning. I'm just elevating. Like you're just going to the next level. And you, as long as you learn something and you're adding more stuff to that, you know, toolbox, like you're always going up. You're never going backwards. And even when it feels like you're going backwards, it's like there's a catapult there that's going to take you way further than where you could have got if you stayed where you were so mm. it's it's just really it's really cool to like have all of that perspective to like actually really appreciate everything and it's like I know I was supposed to live in a cave so I could appreciate yeah. everywhere I live and cars and air mattresses and all that I'm like hey anything's better than the dang ground with a rat crawling over your face wow <laughs> yes that's such a great analogy you don't you don't ever really think about that the horizontal to elevation that's I like that I'm definitely gonna have to to check that book out Yes, yes, it's so good. It's Brian Nunez, Elevate to Great. He's incredible in the fitness industry, but just he is in the business of people and relationships as well. So um, we yep. were both uh, Nike trainers and we got to work together last summer when they did a, a Nike HQ pop up. It was awesome. We got to work mm -hmm. out there and yeah, it was really cool. And he's just he's doing great things too, retreats and all of that. So super good guy. Awesome. Well, glad, glad we have that book list for, for the listeners here. You yeah. mentioned um, before the show, you know, some different things you wanted to talk about. And then as you're starting, as we're going through this, I really started to see some, you know, more of your personality and different things I want to bring up on. But you talked about before how you thought about going into pharmaceutical sales and then you didn't. And now, you know, you're realizing that you like the people business versus the money business um, and these kinds of things. How along this journey that you've been going on, uh, have you been able to stay true to yourself and figure, you know, figure out your why and what it is that you're wanting to do, which, you know, from, from the last call with Thomas was a lot of the, you know, kind of the broken college system of not having ed educating these kids and letting them figure out their passions and what they're really wanting to do with their lives. You know, how are you able to, to figure that out for yourself or to keep, you know, growing on that process? You know, I think you just have to really start asking yourself the question of what do you want or what do I want? Like truly, truly, what do I want? Because all the way up until I moved to California. It's like I had the influence and the programming of my parents and my grandparents, you know, uh -huh. and everyone that came yeah. before them. And it's like, you know, people will just tell you what you're good. At. Oh, you would be good at pharmaceutical sales. You would be good at da da da. And you just start yeah. believing that stuff, but you never stop and get quiet and still and ask yourself, what do I want to do? Like, yeah, uh -huh. cool. I could be good at a lot of things, but what's going to light my soul on fire? What's going to get me up in the morning excited every single day? And it took a while to figure that all out. And I was actually at a women's summit here in Austin the last couple of days. And 
we were you just talking about some stuff and I was like you know it's really funny like you could use the grilled cheese as an example it's like I always cut my grilled cheese diagonal and someone asked me once like why do you cut it diagonal instead of you know and it's like because my mom did right it's like I don't know like it's like why we do anything um until we wake up and decide what we really want to do and so um you know when I moved out from California I did apply to a bunch of jobs and the funny thing is I got all the jobs (laughs) they all called me back and were like yeah you got it and awesome. um, then, and then I just stopped for a second and was like, do I really want to do this? You know, and what's funny is that I applied to a couple other jobs that would give me a little more flexibility and I get this job and I actually took the job working for a holistic acupuncture doctor. Okay, nice. <laughs> so it couldn't be more opposite of pharmaceutical sales. So yeah, again, yeah, exactly. not an accident, <laughs> like not an accident whatsoever. Um, completely did a 180 with my life. You know, growing up in Kansas, I would have McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut mm-hmm. in the same day. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, now I'm working for this holistic doctor who like, fully healed my gut and all the issues that I was having um, from a holistic approach. And I got acupuncture all the time. And I, you know, I attribute so much of who I am today to, to this doctor. Like he was so incredible and getting to work for him was unbelievable. And I'll just throw out another documentary on Netflix that everyone should watch called Heal, H-E-A-L. Um, okay. That is absolutely I mean literally anyone listening watch it tonight <laughs> don't wait um, it's it's absolutely incredible and it, it just talks about the mind-body connection and um, you know a lot of the diseases and things these days are truly caused from stress and we can heal ourselves with love but um, we can really take ourselves down with fear and um, that's a lot of what that that doctor taught me so it's, it's been really cool, actually, you know, and, and also he taught me to just like listen to myself and kind of go with my gut and what it's my intuitions telling me. And that's when I just decided from then on out, I'm going to do all the things that are fun and I'm going to do them until they're not fun. Right. Yeah. Like when I first started the whole F45 thing, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And then when it became not fun and not cool, like I left and, <laughs> you know, I was, I was of the mindset, you know, playing sports your whole life, you're like told not to be a quitter. Like, Hey, don't quit. Don't quit. Like keep going. Yeah. And yes, I truly believe in school, you should finish school and you should, if you're playing sports, you should finish. You learn mm-hmm. so much from playing team sports. Um, but when you get older and you're doing something and people are undervaluing you and underappreciating you and not respecting mm-hmm. you, it's cool to quit. And I like did a whole blog. I'm like, yo, it's cool to quit. Like you can quit because here's yeah. the thing, ending something is just beginning something else. And yes. so it's just like, Hey, this chapter has closed and I'm opening up a new chapter and that's beautiful and totally okay. So my advice is always to like do things until they're not fun anymore and then go do something else. That's fun. Cause life is way too short to be mm-hmm. stuck in different jobs and doing all these things for people that don't appreciate you. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, there's so much behind that. That's I almost can't even put into words like the the emotions and feelings that get brought up hearing that that kind of story because you get so like you said programmed from those that you're surrounded with and especially you know in, in our age growing up like it, I didn't have my first cell phone until I was 17 you know mm-hmm. and a lot of kids nowadays are 10 11 12 with the newest iPhones out there and have access to anything and everything and growing up you know we had actual you know the hardwire big block phone in cell phone in the cars and (laughs) and the color TVs and the dial up internet and stuff like that. So at, you know, even then our parents before us were, you know, 
it is such a completely different world for them and and on and on and on going back that you you get caught up in in the roles that they had in the lives that they had and they're you know everybody's doing their best at any given time you know nobody's really trying to bring us down but they're just passing on their beliefs and and this their personalities and things that they grew up around because you know they don't they don't really know any better and they think that's the best way because it worked for them when now you know things are so much different and you know like you said you can we can literally do anything that we want to do if we want to go live in a cave for 60 days we can go live in a cave for 60 days and (laughs) and still come out and run your own business like the next month like it doesn't matter you can literally do anything we want to do not be tied down by family perception or friend perceptions to society standards yeah I mean you hit the nail on the head there it's like truly anything is possible. And just like I said, I was at this women's conference this last weekend. And it's like, if you build something up, and you really believe in it, it's like people are going to buy it. And a girl was talking about she went on a reality show, and she was gone for about 35 days. And she made $30,000 while she was gone with her Mm. not having a phone, computer, anything, right? So it's like, you can set yourself up for that kind of success. And like, yeah, you can go live in a cave, you can go do reality shows and game shows and competition shows, and everything else is still going to be there waiting for you when you get back. Like, listen, you can always get a desk job, you can always go back to a nine to five, like, I had to go do that to like, save some money back up to be able to do what I want to do. And so it's just like going in seasons and just like realizing like, what you need to do at that time. And the thing is like Equinox was fun for a year too. And then it wasn't anymore. <laughs> so, yep. and then I was like, sure. I'm out. you know, I met really cool people. I got to network. I had, you know, got to work out at a really nice gym and like it's yeah. a sports club in LA. I mean, I was literally like working out next to LeBron James and Dwayne <laughs> Wade and like Magic Johnson and like Shaq. And I mean, yeah. literally like I was working out with them. So, um, we train them. I mean, there's like all these people. I'm like, this is cool. Like for a Kansas girl to just like, right. I'm not really into like actors and actresses, but when it comes to sports, I'm all about it. So it's yeah. like, you know, like never did I think that that would be something I would be doing. So it was fun while it lasted. And then I knew when the expiration date came up that if I let it go any longer, it would get sour. So I'm out. Sure. I quit. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting to say that the, the expiration date on it, you know, to, to be able to know when that is for you. Yeah. And, and to be able to, okay, you know, I'm good. I can move on. You know, I'm not going to have any hard feelings about it. And, and knowing that I can still go and do what I want to do right now, which is rare to, rare to see in, in today's, in today's world, I feel like. Yeah. And I think that like, you just know when you know, right. It's uh-huh. like, okay, I think this is the expiration date. And if you let it go a day longer, you're like, yeah, it definitely was. It's sour now. Yeah, it it's, ain't good. It's <laughs> like bad. I don't want to go to work anymore. I'm not excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the same thing that can be applied to, you know, uh, so many other areas, whether that's a relationship, you know, it's, you're starting to, to get complacent with it and things aren't going like they used to be, you know, but you don't want to give that up because, you know, it's comfortable, that person, you get along with them, but you're not anymore, whatever it is, you know, to sports, right? It's a lot of times, you know, especially these sports where you can play them year round, especially, you know, where you're at, there's so many things you can do in January to July to September. It doesn't matter. You can play the same sport that you're going to get burnt out on it. And yep. the fact of the pressure of family of, Oh man, you're so good. at You're so good at baseball. You know, you can't give it up. You know, you've got all these people looking at you or you can go and do this and just being able to say, Hey, 
I can take a break from this right now. And if I really love it, I can really come back to it if I want to. But let me go try soccer or let me go try ping pong. Like, let me go do something else and still be okay to do what I want to do and and not, you know, your life isn't literally going to fall apart. You're not going to die because you're, you stop playing the one sport you've played for the past 14 years all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And it's true. It's like the burnout is real. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not a joke and it's very prominent in business and especially with entrepreneurs. Uh, There's like adrenal fatigue. Yes. (laughs) And it's like, you know, you're just pushing. You think when you quit your job, you're like, I'm going to have more time freedom. No, you're never, there's no on and off switch. You're like answering emails at midnight. You're responding to people. You're, you know, putting out fires, whatever. Um, But but you have the flexibility, just not as much of the time freedom. (laughs) Um, But yeah, speaking of the burnout, I actually in... September of last year. And this was, you know, I, I, it probably had a lot to do with the last year when I was, cause when I was at Equinox, I also had about three other jobs too. So I was working like 80 hours a week and still trying to kind of build my own thing. Um, but coming out of that and what I will say to people, when you, when you do take that leap of faith and you do decide finally, like, Hey, I quit, I'm all in. And when it truly is your calling and your destiny, everything that can go wrong, will go mm. wrong. I promise you when you, that is your indication that you are in, you're heading in the right direction. You're on the right track and people will immediately want to go back to what's safe and stable mm-hmm. and all of that. But my encouragement is for you to push through that because when I quit, I had set myself up to have like a year's worth of savings. And, and I knew that, you know, I'm going to put all this into this business and, you know, make it happen. And about two weeks later, my car got broken too. I had to get all four new tires on the car. Mm. Um, I started getting medical bill bills. I actually got a huge bill from um, F45 that, that the owners hadn't taken me off that I owed this stuff. And um, I would say, I mean, it was like close to thirty, forty thousand dollars all in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, and then my dad had a heart attack. Um, he ended up being okay. It was pretty bad, but um, that's good. I it was just like like a lot of loss. Um, and so a lot of lessons around loss. And then I got my identity stolen and they opened tons of credit cards and all this. So it really mm. messed it up. Um, and then I actually ended up getting sick and I feel like that was the final burnout. And I was on the 405 driving and they ended up having to call 911. And I actually didn't drive my car again for two months. I didn't work out for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just my body's way of saying like, you, you have to slow down. Like you have to stop. Like you've been going, you know, 24 seven for the last almost four years straight without a break. And mm. so like my body was just like, you're done. Like you're going to take a time out. Um, and so that was, that was really hard for me to just be still, but that's exactly mm-hmm. again where I needed to be, um, to, to get to where I am now. So I'm really thankful for all those lessons around loss. And it really helped me sure. detach from like the outcome of yes. anything, <laughs> of literally anything. Um, cause I had to, you know, just realize that like these things can happen. Like your dad can just have a heart attack. You can get sick. Things can get mm-hmm. stolen and lost and you can lose a lot of money. Like they can, and they will happen. But again, it was my indicator that, okay, well, I'm actually listening to the calling on my heart now. And this is just the universe's way of trying to stop me and it's not going to happen. So, um, yeah. And I, once you get to the other side, it's like that quote, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's true. Like once I got through all of that, it was like the whole world opened up and all the opportunities just started flowing and that's where I'm at now. And it just feels really, really good. That's such a, such an incredible story right there. 
is that how you really got into the the unplugged and the retreats? Is that kind of what sparked that, or how did how did that start to come about? Yeah, I mean, the whole unplugged thing. Um, it, I guess, looking back, it started in the cave. Um, but when it really came to me was um, right before May fifth last year, uh, when I said I like quit and did all that. Um, I was doing an energy healing. I was getting an energy healing done to me, and I started seeing outlets in the wall. Um, you know, that you like plug stuff mm-hmm. into. And I imagine these outlets being comfort zones because I started thinking about how many things do I plug into an outlet to make myself comfortable? Like I have my biggest fan that I like literally travel with. And if I don't have the fan noise, I just can't <laughs> sleep. And so yeah. I have my fan and my Nutribullet to make protein shakes and, you know, your computer to, to work and your phone to connect and your curling, everything that I like need to plug in so you think to survive. But guess what? When I lived in a cave, there were zero outlets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I plugged into nothing and I took it a step farther and I started thinking, you know, when people are seeking happiness, they, um, they start plugging into certain things that maybe are like, you know, avoid so they don't feel, or maybe something else, but they plug into sex and drugs and alcohol and relationship Mm -hmm. after relationship Mm -hmm. and material things. And like, when I get this, then I'll be happy. And if I get this, then I'll be happy. All of that kind of stuff. And I was like, no. And I like visualized myself reaching for that cord and unplugging from that external outlet and plugging into my internal outlet, which is me. And I felt like I really like plugged into my purpose and that everything in my entire life just made sense. Kind of like when your life flashes before your eyes, it was just like, oh, every failed relationship, every failed business plan, all the money lost, all the things, it just all led me to this moment. And it made so much sense. And I was like, that's going to be my brand. It's unplugged. I woke up saying unplugged, unplugged. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Unplugged." Mornings. it's going to be a nine step process to help people disconnect, to reconnect back to their true selves. And, you know, I obviously knew I couldn't tell people, Hey, go live in a cave for 60 days or hike Kilimanjaro <laughs> or <laughs> whatever. But I was like, I can yeah. come up with this nine step process that people can do first thing when they wake up in the morning, before they plug into the chaos of the world, they have to plug into themselves. And so they do these steps and we've actually turned that into master morning, master life workshops. And mm-hmm. we go through all the steps with people and, um, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess it, you know, you look back, it started in the cave. Cause if I didn't have that experience of no outlets, then I don't think the unplugged thing would have came to me the way that it did. Cause sure. you know, I hadn't really been unplugged from technology for so long. And after right. that, when we hiked Kilimanjaro, we were in Africa for a month and I didn't turn my phone on. So it was just like, it was much easier. I actually felt very old school because mm-hmm. I would just leave my phone at home when I would go places. And, you know, nowadays yeah. it's like, if you don't have a phone charger, it's like major panic. Like, right. <laughs> so I was just like, wow, this is cool. Like, I don't care if I have my phone. And, you know, back in the day, if you told someone you were meeting at 530 at a restaurant and you didn't show up, like, they're going to leave. Like, they're not going to wait yeah. for you. It's like, okay, well, they're not here. Yeah. Um, so you just have to be on time and do what you said. And I think that that's a lot that I learned from sports too, is just like being on time and integrity and like showing yes. up and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I say like, you know, in high school, in college, like finish, like mm-hmm. finish, do the sports, all that. But once you're out of there and you're living your life, just make sure you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing or just quit. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And it's, it's funny talking about the outcome related stuff. You know, it, it's hard to get out of that mindset being an athlete because everything it, that you do is outcome driven to get to get the win you're training for an outcome you're training for your sport you know practice every day has a specific outcome you know and and it just you can't like you said you can't shut it off like when you're when you're on the the basketball court when you're on the football field you know if you're having problems with your family or your girlfriend or boyfriend whatever it is outside of that 
you bring that with you wherever you go. You know, wherever mm-hmm. you go, you are there. And yeah. and to be able to separate that at times is is really challenging. And like, you know, I, I like the the unplugged style of things just to be able to separate yourself. You know, I look back and thinking back on, you know, since I started really getting my first phone and, and everything since, like, when was the last time I went, you know, a week without my computer or being on my phone or something like that? And, and it's been, I mean, year, like probably a decade, you know, yeah. since I've really been able to have no type of technology surrounding me when coming up until like 12, 13, 14, it was nothing to go camping in Colorado for a week and never had a phone and go fish for my food and have a campfire, sleep in a tent, you know, whatever it was. And now, you know, I'd love to definitely be able to get back to that life. So these retreats that you're putting on, um, I'm definitely going to be on board for one of them in the very near future. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. There's just something really special about disconnecting because not only do you reconnect with yourself, but you reconnect with others. And that's the thing. Like, why are those people my best friends from those shows? Because we didn't have technology. And so we really sat and talked and had human connection. Yes. And so, of course, like I'm closer to them than my friends of 30 years because there was no distractions. And I felt like I know everything Mm. about them from the time they were born and up until now. So it's just like there's something very genuine about that kind of connection, and that those are the connections that that truly last. And yeah, it's it's so good to you know unplug, and then like you were saying, just don't be attached to the outcome. And something you said about yeah, being in sports and being competitive, we always want to win. But um, you know, nowadays I realize that you either win or you learn. Like there is no That's loss. Exactly. Like you're you're yep. gonna learn something. You're gonna take something away from it. You know, my mom was. It was funny. Like each relationship that doesn't work out, she's like, "Well, did you learn something?" I'm like, "Yeah, mom, I'm gonna be like Albert Einstein of relationships soon. I've learned so much from relationships." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, you do. You you never lose. Like truly, you never lose. Because even think about in sports, when you when you lost, what happened? You get feedback on how to do better next time, and that's what mm-hmm. we do in business too. Like it's just all about feedback. It's like there's no failure. It's just feedback. Take it and do it better next time. Hundred percent. There's um I brought it up on the last podcast, but a, a mentor of mine in, in the business and sales world, uh, his name's Dan Locke. You know, I really started getting into um that once I you know when I first met you, that was my first conference especially my first business side of things and I you know quit quit my corporate job working at a golf course and and working the front desk at a gym over there I was like you know I can I can do this on my own you know I don't want to work for somebody else anymore and and one so kind of backtracking one of the lessons it's funny that you said that of 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 either you're getting a, a win or you're getting a lesson was he that's exactly what he talked about is it, it was a high ticket closer program, you know, how to close big sales, things like that. And you're either getting a yes, which is a sale, or you're getting a no, which is a lesson. And, mm-hmm. you know, how, and, and it applies to everything, you know, to sports, to business, to your own lives, you know, whether it's the, the relationship that's not working out anymore to, um, you know, having to take a break from, from your sport or even just, you know, losing that one game. What was that one specific moment in the game that I can take away and learn from it versus, um, I'm, I'm going to tell one more story before I get back to you, was uh, Ryan Stuman. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I was at an event of his here in Dallas uh, two weeks ago, almost three weeks now, and one of the speakers that came on was telling a story about when he was uh, playing Little League Baseball. He was like 10, 12 years old, 
and had met a really good friend, new neighbor that moved in, and he ended up losing a game on a Sunday. And his friend wanted to come over with him after the game, but he was too sour. He was too bitter about the game. And he said, no, I'm just going to go home. Mm. So, the, so instead of the kid coming over with him, he rode back with his parents. And that same day on that ride back home, they got in a car wreck and the kid ended up dying. And no. yeah, it's just so sad. And to, you know, not everybody's going to be able, you know, there's been plenty of times in my life when I, you know, oh, I don't want to go do this or go hang out with somebody because, you know, we lost today or I pitched a bad game like whatever it was, but to get out of that feeling and that association of the outcome related to that, you know, it's, it's that's, that's the extreme version of it, right? Yeah. Not yeah. everybody's going to have that, that, fa- that close family friend that dies, but he, you know, it completely changed his life and able to really start to appreciate those kinds of things and not get caught up. And, you know, as a 10 or 12 year old, your life is revolving around that sport. And, right. and it, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like, Oh, you know, I can, I can see him again on Tuesday kind of thing when you know now he can't and right. do anything to go back and and change that so to be able to apply that you know just again just a lesson learned from that not always getting caught up in in the outcome of it which is you know crazy powerful yeah and it you're so right it's just that you know where did we even learn that from right that it's not okay to to lose <laughs> it's like yeah. it's obviously the other stuff passed down from our parents, they got passed down from their parents and it's all programming as well. Right. So, um, we can, we can teach those lessons now that, that, Hey, there is no loser. Like you're, you're learning something, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't win this one, but what did you learn? Like, let's go over those things. Like what can we do better next time? And I think that those are the conversations that we have to start having with, you know, kids as they're growing up, because there's some sort of pressure that's been put on them to make them feel and react in that way, instead of being able to respond differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, so one of the big things of this podcast was to not only educate them, but really give them tactical information and strategies that they can start to take away and use right away. Mm -hmm. And I liked it kind of going back when you were talking about asking yourself, what is your why? What is it that you want? And getting, you know, literally taking your phone, putting it away, getting in a quiet room, no TV, no computers, nothing else. And just ask like taking time to literally ask yourself these questions mm-hmm. is that you know is that something that you is that what you did is that what you're teaching in 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 your unplugged programs right now yeah and what's really cool actually is the way i came to find my why was i kept asking god like hey I didn't get any gifts. Like I'm not a professional athlete or a professional musician. And I thought that was just it. You were either one or the other and you were that meant you were talented and you were gifted and you had something to offer the world. And so I started thinking about like, what am I really good at? Like, what do mm-hmm. I love doing? I was like, well, I love bringing people together. Like I love connecting people. Like mm-hmm. I'm the type of person where someone's like, Hey, I need a boyfriend. I need a husband. I'm like, I got you. Like nice. I need a job. I got you. Like I'm just, I love doing it. And people call me the human connector. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, just love that stuff. So when I really broke it down, I'm like, yeah, I want people to feel, you know, like their life matters and that they do have a unique gift to share with the world. And I came up with my why in one sentence and it was to facilitate relationships so that we can live in a more connected world. And so when Mm -hmm. I realized that like facilitating relationships so we can be in a more connected world, it was like, okay, like when you host an event, doesn't that, you know, 
facilitate relationships? Yes. I remember going on a hike once in the, in the early stages of Unplugged, and I heard these two people who started as strangers talking about, hey, we should do a workshop together. And I started crying because I was like, oh, my gosh, you're facilitating relationships so we can live in a more connected world. And, awesome. uh, and I so it's like once you figure out what your my grandpa called it raison d'etre, which is reason for being in French. And he's like, once you know your reason for being, you're always going to keep moving forward. And mm. it gives you like that end goal so that you can start realizing what you need to say yes to and what you need to say no to. Because that was another really big one for me is that, you know, when you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And what I realized is I was saying yes to a lot of other people and no to myself. Every time mm. I said yes to somebody else, I was actually saying no to me. And I needed to start saying yes to me and no to other things that weren't in alignment with my, you know, my end goal and my, my destination. And of course, it's, it's all a journey. We're never going to really arrive anywhere. But it just honestly gives you kind of like a tracking system of which direction to go. So now when people ask me to come speak on stage or do a podcast or come to an event or any of mm-hmm. that, it's like, OK, well, is this in alignment with my why to facilitate relationships so we can live in a more connected world? Like, Yes. Absolutely. Right. So it's, it's a, it's an easy yes and an easy no. Um, because I, I do want to spread the message and obviously get, you know, get it out there about unplugging and disconnecting so you can re- really, truly connect. And, um, so it's, I think it's really important to get to your why, cause I know it, like, I mean, literally it's in my core now. So mm-hmm. it's so That's easy awesome. for me to say yes and no to, to those things that are in alignment. Um, yeah. So yeah, even this podcast, I was like, heck yeah, like this is total, this is amazing. I, I love all of this. That's so, that's so awesome. You know, and, and I, I try to put myself into not only, you know, my younger self, but what, what the, li- you know, into the listener's mind and their ears when they're hearing this, uh, you know, it's going to be probably a lot of high school, college kids, these younger ones. And it's, it, I feel like part of it goes back to the outcome related stuff. You know, they're so used to that lifestyle to hear this mental side of things and the clarity and my why and this and that is like oh why should i care what does this matter i'm trying to make money you know i'm trying to go pro i'm trying to get a college scholarship like this and that but they don't you know i think it to be able to two things one to realize how much of an asset yourself is your personal being we're literally human beings before we're athletes and if you're, you know, like I said earlier, if you're struggling with something off the field, rarely does it not carry over to the field with you, wherever yeah. that is. And, you know, to like you're talking about, just be able to, to realize and really connect with yourself and figure out these things. But a lot of times, you know, movies and social media and stuff portrays these kinds of topics as woo-woo and it's, oh, it's something foreign. You can't grasp it. You can't hold on to it and you can't see it. And then, you know, like you going from being Taco Bell to Pizza Hut to McDonald's to the holistic medicine side of things, the holistic, you know, alternative stuff. Yeah. You know, and now you're you're fully in it and you're experiencing it. And, you know, and that's and that's the flip side of it is being able to actually have that testimonial, have that result from it and see something now that you can almost put your hands around and 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 have something to hold on to versus before this idea of, oh, well, that stuff doesn't work. That's Eastern medicine or we're, everything we do here in America is how it's supposed to be. And it just goes back to programming and all this stuff and being able to get outside of ourselves in this box and these different things and know that literally anything can happen and understand, you know, just to be accepting and open to outside influences and, and impacts that 
you know, could literally change your life if you're willing to let it. Yeah, because I think it's so important because it's like people just don't think far enough down the road of like, what about life after sports? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. I lost my identity. I did not know what to yes. do because I wasn't a part of a team anymore. So it's like, had I known my why then, I wouldn't have been so like displaced um, when I wasn't a part of the team anymore. And so I just think it's so important that there are so many options out there. And it's just, once you know who you are, (laughs) it's like, you can truly do anything. Cause I mean, things are going to end. Sports are going to end, you know, money is going to come and go. It's honestly just money is energy. It's just circulating. You put it out there, it comes (laughs) back around in different ways. Like, I mean, it's just, you got to invest in yourself. I mean, there's, there's so many things, but it, yeah, it was, I think another really big thing for me was like, Hey, it's okay to be wrong. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you can just be wrong. And like, what if we were to look at this a different way? You know, what if I'm wrong and there's another way and there's a better way. And I just don't know. Cause it's like that thing. You just don't know what you don't know. And so it's like, I want someone to, to pour into me and, I mean, that's why I go to all these these conferences and these things to invest in myself. And I mean, the the big thing there is that's a lot of information and a lot of consumption. And so um, yeah, you, that's not really going to change your life. But if you actually apply it, the application mm-hmm. process of that, that's going to be true wisdom. And that's when you'll be a changed human. Yeah, yeah. And that's God, it's just so powerful thinking about that, um, that you said that on the energy side, one of the things, you know, I'm I'm even only, you know, four episodes in on this, right? You're, you're going to be my fourth guest, but the very, I don't know. Did you meet Luke Nolan at, at NorCal that year with, uh, Jenny Roberts? Well, she was Jenny and AJ Roberts. Oh, AJ I was one AJ of the speakers. Roberts. Yeah. Valkyrie that sounds familiar. Athletics. Yep. Uh-huh, yes. So Luke, I had him on the show, um, as my, as my first guest. And that's a lesson he learned from AJ and it's so funny that you say that to hear these different connections of different people saying the same things of money is energy and yeah. not just money is money or, you know, whatever it is. So that's, I mean, so much of what I do around this has got to be around mindset because I, what, I wasn't always the best with money. I didn't make a whole lot of money. And the, as you learn more about business and all this stuff, it's so much built around personal development and literally going back to what you're talking about with finding your why, your reason, being inside of you first before you can outwardly help, you know, and serve anybody else. Like the the analogy of when an emergency comes on, you're on an airplane, right? You've got to put your air mask on, your oxygen mask on before you can put it on for your kid or for whoever it is. If you can't help yourself first, how the hell are you going to help anybody else? Right. So it's, it's just perfect timing, you know, for this, for you to come on, share these stories. I love it. You know, and they, the, the more they can start to understand and think outside of the box with this stuff, you know, to hear other people tell their stories and tell what's got them to where they are and not just, oh, I got my college degree and I got this job and I got an internship and then now I'm the senior broker at this firm and da da da. It's like, no, it's, there's so much other shit you don't see that goes into it that you've really got to start to thinking about now versus waiting until you're you're stuck in it. Yeah, because it's like it, that's not who you are is a title. Like it, when it comes mm-hmm. down to it, people are always like, hey, who are you? And it's like, oh, I am CEO. I am this, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all these different titles and positions. But that's not who you are. And if you even think about it, too, uh, you know, because I'm sure with these, you'll want to talk about sales and all of that kind of stuff. But 
if yes. you're not in a good mindset and in good energy state, do you think you're going to get the sale? I mean, that's why it's like money is energy because when you're in a good state and you have a good mindset, you get the sale. Like that's just how it happens. Yeah. It's like what you put out comes back to you. And it, like I said, it's always circulating. And so put it in, invest into yourself. It's going to come back around somewhere else. And it's not ever going to come back from where you think it's going to come back from. Not mm -hmm. that exact thing that you put it into. It comes back around from something else. Um, but yeah, those, those energy states are just so important and you can shift those in any moment. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, just realizing that in life, it's like a roller coaster. It's up and down. You'll have money. You won't have money and you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, like, yeah, going back to the, just don't be attached to the outcome and do the things that you absolutely love to do all the time and know that like, that's always going to change too. you know, like yeah, some days you, sure. might, you might want to work the desk job and then some days you might not want to. So you might go back and forth year after year, changing those things up too. So it's all okay. Yeah, it's all good. Absolutely. You're going to be where you need to be to learn what you need to learn. Yes. Yes. So if, I don't know if you're able to share this kind of information or not with, you know, a lot of people got to pay pay good money to, to get access to the nine steps, but how much of unplugged and, and your process over there, can you, can you share with these kids to help them, you know, with not only with their personal life, but with their sports, how that can translate over and obviously related to the podcast with finances and business. Well, the nine steps are for free. They're on my, my website, which is just unpluggedmornings.com. So they can go check those okay. out. Um, and then I share a bunch of free content on my Instagram as well. So I can give you those details if you, I don't know where you share them or whatever, but um, I can give you those details. And uh, yeah, and they can look it up. And if anyone's ever in California or uh, wants to come to any of our retreats, our next retreat is in Hawaii in June, actually unplugged in Hawaii on the big island. And, nice. um, yeah, I'm happy to offer, uh, to just your listeners a two for one. And so anybody that listens and actually listens to the end of this, they will get that, that offer for two for one for Hawaii. Gotta stick and, around to the end. Yeah. I gotta stick around to the end. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, when it, when it comes to money and managing your money, it, it is important. And I, I talk a lot about the energy and circulation, but save your money. <laughs> like have a savings account. Um, make sure you always pay your taxes on time in January. Mm -hmm. I, I do mine in January. It's a little nerdy. Maybe it's a little bit excessive. Yeah. Um, Smart. But, you know, get a car, have a car payment, get a couple credit cards for real. Don't rack them up, you know, keep mm -hmm. them at a certain percentage. Um, but make sure you have good credit because, you know, it's something that I'm running into a lot with my friends now that we're all around the same age or they might be older. It's like they're ready to settle down. They want to have families. They want to get a house. And guess what? They have no credit. <laughs> they have no credit. Yeah. They don't have a savings. They can't even get a line of credit. Um, yeah. And so it's just so important to, you know, be responsible in those ways. So, yeah, of course, we're talking about do what you love and have fun and, you know, quit when you need to quit and all that. But also there's like a responsibility factor um, if you want to be able to do certain things mm -hmm. um, in your life when it comes down to it. So um, I think that those are just really important things of like having those credit cards, having a savings account and having a plan. Just like I said, yep. knowing your why, you want to have a plan. <laughs> like, what do you want to do with your life? Who are you and what do you want to do with your life? Like, do you want to have a family? You might not want to, right? So it's like, yeah. there's just, you're, you're going to have to think of more people besides yourself if you want to have a family. And 
if you want to be a provider or you want to do 50-50, you know, just lots of questions that you should ask yourself as you're moving into business and out of business and relationships and all of that kind of stuff. So um, money management is huge, um, being organized and all of that kind of stuff through through your process of finding yourself. Wow, that's <laughs> athletes listen up because every single guest I brought on has mentioned savings and having a saving account and taking care of your money. So if that lesson hasn't been drilled in yet, let Lauren sink that into your thick skulls today, please. <laughs> Save your money. <laughs> exactly. You never. It's it's. You never really need it and or want it until you need it, and vice versa. You know, it's it's like it's kind of like having a gun almost. It's like it's better better to have it and not need it than to not have it and need it kind of scenario. Oh, so true. I'm the same way. So every single speech I give, I have my note cards in my back pocket because again, mm -hmm. I'm usually giving talks on being unplugged. So I'm not going to use a projector. <laughs> so I like have my note cards, but I never use them. But the fact that I know they're in my back pocket, yeah. it's like, okay, I'm good. It's like my safety blanket. So same thing yeah. with your savings. Like you may never need to use it, but it's there. And just because it's there, you're okay. You're not going to stress as much as like, if that's empty, you're running on, you know, empty and you got no more room on the credit cards. Like it gets a little stressful. Um, mm -hmm. So just don't let yourself get to that point. You can do that very easily by just managing your money and just, you know, a lot of people, they spend what they get, right? So whatever they yes. make, they spend it. But, that, you know, you got to think about all the things that you have to pay for. And I just would always chunk in that savings. Um, mm -hmm. Just it's, it's so, so important. And um, like I said, don't max out your credit cards. Just open a couple different ones. It's actually good to have a few credit cards open um, mm -hmm. when you're trying to build that credit. So when you do want to go to buy a house, a car, or whatever you end up wanting to do, um, that that's available to you. I actually just recently in the last week um, was talking to a financial advisor and just seeing what kind of line of credit I could get. It's like, I have my savings, I have you know all my stuff, I'm good. But I'm like thinking about actually buying a place in Austin and I want to uh -huh. do that to Airbnb and kind of be like by states instead of by coastal. And I was actually surprised. I'm like, oh, I can get up to $250,000 like right now. <laughs> so it's nice. cool. Because, like it's because of the way I've managed my money yep. and how I've taken care of things. And listen, pay your bills on time. That's another yes. huge one. Like, yes. Don't get into collections. Don't get into trouble with, uh, you know, credit and all of that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. You need to always pay everything on time, no matter what. <laughs> yep. um, so that when you do, yeah, like I said, get to that point, you'll be able to do what you want with your life. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's not something I'm proud of, but that's literally the struggle in my hole that I'm digging out of right now is, you know, I, I used to think, oh, it's okay. I can pay this back later. I, you know, I can, I can take care of this later. You know, I'm, I'm going through this little struggle right now. It's going to be okay. And I just keep, it keeps falling back and back and back. And, you know, the credit's not where I want it, you know, back on past bills, credit cards pile up, this and that. And, and part, you know, part of the process of this podcast is not only to educate these kids, but, you know, I'm a little selfish. I want to learn, you know, from people like you and the people that I bring on, you know, I can't just have this podcast and like, oh, just share it and not, you know, take anything from it myself. You know what I mean? So to be able to realize that it's okay to go through that, but th you know, these are the mistakes. This is this is why we do this is the mistakes that we've made and others have made, you know, accelerate your own learning curve by by avoiding those and realizing, you know, 
somebody else has already been there and done that. You are not special. You know, mm-hmm. find that person, <laughs> find the mistakes, and and learn from them so you don't make those mistakes. Otherwise, you're just an idiot for not taking advantage of that opportunity that's already there. Or you're just, you know, you're being ignorant and not being able to look for that kind of opportunity, which I definitely have been. And it's 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 a blessing in disguise because it's, you know, I'm still young enough, you know, 28. I can still have time to... To, to fix it and solve it, but now, you know, it's solidified that messaging and those problems for me to never want to feel that way again, you know, versus when you're younger, 17, 18, in college, it's, oh, I don't have any bills yet, I don't have any struggles, I don't have this kind of stuff built up yet, I don't need to worry about that right now, when you're hearing somebody, you know, our age, who's just not, you know, not too long out of college, and telling you, hey, you got to get your shit together now because the high school year, four years, maybe five, college, four years, maybe five, that's eight to ten years of your life that you're building these habits and skills up, right? Would you – I mean who in their right mind as a college athlete could say other than <laughs> Tim Tebow, I haven't played baseball for eight years, but all of a sudden I'm going to go and try to play college baseball, you know? It's yeah. the same thing with money, whatever sport it is, business. If you haven't been doing that for eight years, ten years of your life, now all of a sudden you've got to flip that script. It's it's a huge mountain to try to overcome. Yeah, and it, you know every single human is different, and some people can will listen to this and literally be like, I am not allowing that to happen to mm-hmm. myself. I'm going to make the changes. I'm going to learn from what they did, so I don't have to. And then some people are like. I just need to learn the mistake on my own (laughs) and they're still going to go do it because some people just have to actually experience it and feel the pain of it to do something different. Um, but for those people who can learn from the people that have already done it, like props, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a very successful life and a very, you know, happy life and less stress and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's just like, you know, with your siblings, you're like, hey, I already made this mistake. You don't have to. And then they do yeah. it anyways. It's like, OK, yeah. well, you're you were just that type of person that had to learn it that way, which is it's fine. Sure. Like both ways is fine. You're going to learn the way that you need to learn. But, um, you know, it's there's so much more information now. And I don't know, you know, when I was in college, there were not these courses at mm-hmm. all. Um, I think that it'd be really beneficial if they added them, if they haven't already. Um, Another really good course is, I think it's called David Ramsey Financial Uh University. So um, I would recommend, you know, people coming out of college or while they're still in college before they graduate, going through that and it will help you immensely. And people that really do want to get control of their life in that sense, um, I think that that's, that's a really good route to go. Absolutely. Well, I love it. Any other closing thoughts for the listeners here today, Lauren? No, I say figure out your why. Figure out who you are and what you want to do with your life. And um, don't let anybody tell you anything different. Just, you know, program your own mind. (laughs) And uh, you can control your state and your energy. And um, no matter what path you take or however you do it, it's all right. It's all where you need Mm -hmm. to go for your growth. So don't worry. Be happy. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. It just that that jingle comes out of my head when you say that. So that's why yeah. it got me giggling. I like it. Well, just, you know, all, all you listeners out there really take this lesson to heart and realize that it's not always about money or business or finance related like this. You can literally apply these same lessons to your game, to your sport, to your personal life. Right. That's it's it sounds kind of out there it may sound you know a little woo woo whatever it is but it's really 100% true 
And these are somewhat stories, you know, my high school coach would tell me is like, you're built, you know, you're building yourself as a man. Now you're building your life, the life lessons you're going to learn. You learn it through sport and you really do. And it's a matter mm -hmm. of, are you going to take those lessons for yourself and apply them? Or are you going to wait, you know, till you're 30 years old, 40 years old to be like, Oh shit, I, sh yeah. I should have changed. I should have done something different. I, I literally read a quote this morning that says your character is built on your habits and it's mm -hmm. so true. Like have good habits, have healthy habits because your character is going to be produced from that. Awesome. Well, Lauren, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad to have you on the show today and I know you're definitely on my return guest list. So down the road, definitely love to get you back. And on the flip side, I'm looking forward to coming out to one of your retreats somewhat soon. I love it. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again. I'm honored that you asked me to be on here and good luck to all those money minded athletes. <laughs> yes. And Lauren, one last thing, where can, um, you know, your Instagram, where can people find you online? So I can add this into the show notes as well. Uh, so it is at underscore. Yep. Have the underscore before the Lauren Schwab. So just at underscore Lauren Schwab, L-A-U-R-E-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. That's my Instagram. Um, and then unpluggedmornings.com is the website. Perfect. We'll definitely check her out and take time athletes to get unplugged. It's only going to benefit you and make you a better athlete and more money for sure. So amen. Thank, absolutely. Well, Lauren, thanks so much for coming on today and until next time, everybody. Cool. Thanks. Have a good day. Hey, so glad you guys made it through that episode. I mean, that was just an awesome one. I'm definitely going to be going back and listening to that episode with Lauren. So much in there. You know, definitely go back, take some of those pieces of the pie that you that you picked out of there for yourself and, and just do with it what you will. You know, that's the main thing is, is take what's relevant to you. You know, there's always a lesson. There's always a story to be heard from somebody. And that's that's what this is about is getting getting these mindsets, these perspectives these different ideas and, and stories that everybody has to share and learning from it and taking it and applying it to your life and your situation. You know, we've got another guy coming up next week who is, you know, not to get too much into it, but he didn't have to have too much extra support. You know, he didn't have to go work to get his money while he was in school because he was, had scholarships and some family support. You know, some of us will have that, but there's going to be a lot of people out there listening to this that might not be able to relate to that kind of story but there's so much powerful information in that next episode you know in every episode that we drop that is very important you know obviously but at the same time it needs to be related to you and your life and your circumstances so take every episode to heart learn what you can from it take what you want from it and keep plugging away that's what we're about over here so don't forget to check Lauren out online at unpluggedmornings.com. I'm also going to add, obviously, all this to the show notes, and you can go into the show notes and check out her social media page as well. But she talked about her nine-step process for her unplugged mornings to really reconnect with yourself and take control of your life. And I'm just briefly going to read this off, but, you know, go to her website She's got a free PDF for you, a free download for you to start checking this content out so you can really start to dive deeper into it versus me giving this way too general overview and not giving you enough powerful information to take action on. But unplugged stands for you is a universe, deep breaths, meditation, praying. Uh, that's step one. Step two is nourish, water, and fueling yourself. You know, 
I imagine she's going to tell you fueling yourself with healthy greens, healthy foods in the morning, quality nutrition. Step three is play, P for play, fun things, doing something fun in the morning. You know, playing a game that, you know, like we used to do when we were kids, that we don't really do as much anymore as we get older. We think, oh, I'm too old for that. I'm too grown for that kind of stuff. Not true. Number four, L for learn. Read a book. Take some time every day to read a book. And that's obviously something that's really powerful with me because that's one of our episodes every week is a book review, a reader's digest, cliff notes of a book. So not just listening to me going through a book that I'm recommending for you, but take the time to physically read a book, not always just an audio book. Okay, I talked about this on the last episode with Thomas about how, yes, there's, you know, audio books are good to go through, but there's nothing more powerful than having a physical book in your hand and reading it. Number five is unleash forgiveness and letting go of one thing each day, one thing letting go, whether that's that game you've been holding on to, that loss that you had, maybe uh, that fight that you had with your parents, with a friend, whatever it is, just forgive and let go. Number six, gratitude, G for gratitude. What are you grateful for? Express abundance. I like to um, take a piece of the puzzle from Ryan Stuman, his guy who's going to be a guest on here in the, in the coming weeks, is he says, write down five things every single morning that you're grateful for and why you are grateful for those things. If we're grateful, it's, it's just so powerful for ourselves. You know, anything can be taken from us at any given time. Your arm can blow out if you're a pitcher. Your knee could give out if you're, I mean, any athlete, if you don't have a knee or an elbow, you know, you're not going to be playing very long. So be grateful for that. The next G, number seven, is generosity. What is one thing that you'll do today that's generous for another human being? What's one thing? It doesn't have to be something big. You don't have to donate $1,000 to some fund. What can you do for a friend, a family member, whatever that is in your life? Just pick one thing that's going to be helpful and be generous to them. Number eight, E for exercise. Got to move that body movement is medicine. As athletes, we know this. And usually we have a recommended, you know, workout times for practice, things like that. But we're talking about movement here, okay? Just getting up and doing body weight movements, doing some arm circles, some squats, some lunges. You know, we're not talking about a heavy workload here. Just get your body moving, flowing, a little yoga, a little something to get you primed and ready for the day. And the number nine, D, declare. I am powerful statement. So definitely check out her website and her content for more on the I am powerful statements. And obviously for all of the rest of her content, you know, she's an influencer. She's an amazing person doing some great work. So check her out, unpluggedmornings.com. And you can also check her out at, I believe, underscore Lauren Schwab on Instagram is a big one. She's got uh, over 20, 30,000 followers on there as well. So all those are going to be in the show notes. Check those out. And again, she is offering a 50% discount, which is huge for anybody who wants to attend one of her retreats that she is having. Um, I'll add the dates and everything into that, into the show notes below as well. Obviously, reach out to Lauren, say, hey, you know, heard about you on Kyle's podcast, wanted to learn a little bit more about that and just have that conversation with her, see if that's a fit for you or not, you know whatever that is, it's definitely worth checking out. And 
I'm 100% going to one of her retreats in the future. So I'm very excited about that. And just start with her content right here, this nine-step process. Start implementing that one step at a time. Try it out for yourself and see what the real deal is all about. Your support is how I make this podcast grow. I love feedback. I love, I love to know what you guys are thinking out there. Leave me a review. I would obviously love a five-star review, but I'm not going to ask for something I, I don't deserve. If you don't think I deserve a five-star review, don't leave one. But please go down below, subscribe to the show, and share this with somebody that you think needs to hear this, somebody you know that has that entrepreneurial spirit, that needs to make some more money in their life, needs to be better with their finances, whatever it is, somebody you know on your team, somebody you played against, somebody you train with, whoever it is, your coach, doesn't matter, somebody you think is going to get some value out of this show, share this with them. All I'm asking is for one person to share this with. You know, every time that you listen to one of these episodes, find somebody, ask them to share it with one person, and that's how we keep growing this show organically because I'm not about bringing a bunch of ads and sponsors and things like that on the show just to just to make some money out of this. This is You're going to get so much more out of this than I will. Well, to an extent, I feel like I'm going to get a shit ton out of this by just listening to everything these guests are bringing to the show so please like i said share leave a review subscribe to the show every wednesday we're going to have the episode where we're interviewing like we have today with lauren next week we are having a very special guest with ryan fuller of fuller hitting and we're going to talk about some really exciting things so check back in tomorrow actually we're having our very first Reader's Digest, Cliff Notes of a book. Very powerful book. we got to start with the end in mind and the beginning in mind as well. And we're going to get into that book tomorrow. That's not the name of the book. But check in tomorrow. Love you guys. Thanks for checking into the show.